So it's Ross Sattar here from Britwatch Sports. I'm joined by Chris Otto from uh, Tennis Now. Hello. Hello. We're back home after another lengthy day. It's the end of round two and we're coming at you with our three for three. Our three talking points for round three. Uh, and after today, really, we've got no choice but to start with the women's draw that I think has just been blown wide open. Um, if we look at the, the main seeds that are still in action, we have Angie Kerber. Uh, Gabine Muguruza, Kuznetsova, Venus, Ostapenko, Jokonta, and I'm even chucking Vika in there as well. So let's start with Angie. Quick word on Angie. Angelique Kerber, I had the lowest expectations for her going into this tournament. I did not see her even beating Flipkins today, and I'm impressed. She played well. She seems to be reinvigorated a bit, maybe ready to kind of like uh, relocate that fantastic tennis she showed us last season. Yeah. And uh, on, on that same subject, we've got Garbine, who seems to be actually finding a good bit of form. I mean, when she got absolutely battered in Eastbourne, especially after having done a good run in Birmingham, everybody was scratching their heads like, again? And now here, she actually looks like a different person. But I wonder whether that's because she's got a change of coach and a different voice in her ear. What do you reckon? I wonder that as well. I was uh, intrigued when I heard that Sam Sumik would not be with her at this event I don't know what it means for them in the long term, but in the short term, I'd say Garbini looks pretty good with a match with Serena Kirstea coming up. I think she's been a finalist here before. It seems like a very long time ago, but in my mind, she might be the top favorite. I know the odds makers might disagree, but I see her with the potential to go very deep. Okay. <laughs> Svetlana Kuznetsova. I don't mean to chuckle because actually she's, you know, she, <laughs> don't do that. I don't mean to chuckle because she, you know, she, she can play on all surfaces. She does have that capability. But for me, she would be my out there seed. Yes, I agree. Uh, good draw. And I've been waiting for her for a couple of years since she started to kind of get this uptick in form returning back to the top 10. I've been waiting for her to kind of explode at a major and show us all that she still had it in her. Um, this could be the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, well, we love her, but yeah. We do. Um, now, someone who's no stranger to the uh, to the Wimbledon title, Venus. But of course, in the run up to Wimbledon, there was the shock news of her having a, a sort of manslaughter lawsuit slapped on her for for the crash, and we saw how she um, was cut up really in uh, after a, a round one interview um has she got the mentality to to carry it off mm, interesting question and and uh, you just triggered in my mind uh, what could be a great storyline for the, the third round and possibly into the second week is the mental fortitude of venus williams 37 oldest woman in the draw mentally tough and has shown us that over the years and here she is dealing with a serious personal crisis in her life and Again, emerging as one of the favorites, impressed us all by reaching the semis last year. Um, why not? I'm reaching the Australian Open final this year as well. I mean, you know, it, it, for me, it all it all comes down to where her head's at, and I yeah. I, I just don't know. I, do, I don't know. I think I think after that first round, maybe it's just going to be mechanical, and you have to wonder whether there's going to be any kind of joy if she if she does reach it. Um, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, we have to throw a nod to uh, Johanna Conta. Uh, obviously, the British bookies are going absolutely mental now and probably have her at either five to seven or seven to one 
on as the favourite hmm. to, to win. And to be fair, her draw has opened up. After getting past Vekic, which was a tough match, she now has Maria Sakari, who took out, I think, Kristina Pliskova. Um, and she lost uh, Roberta Vinci, so she doesn't have a seed in, in round three. So already her draw's looking a lot better. She lost Kvitova, who would have been her fourth round. So actually, a couple of good wins and a couple of solid wins, like two setters and not anything like the, you know, the, the draining three-hour match that we saw against Vekic, could put her in a good position. I think she believes that she's ready. I just don't know whether she's actually going to be able to deal with that kind of level of expectation that my not-so-nation is going to put on. It's going to be difficult. That part of it is going to be difficult. Talent-wise, she's there. Yeah. I think in her head, she's ready to do it unless those voices start to get to her a little bit and then those difficult press conferences that run long. <laughs> um, but, but God, if we could have just pushed pause on the tournament after her win over Vekic and just like skip today and just like relished in the beauty mm. of that win. Um, she's got a lot of momentum and probably a lot of good vibes off of that. So um, let's hope she can push through, at least make the second week and see what happens from there. Um, now I'm going to throw out Radvanska uh, because she's been a former finalist. Uh, but I spoke to her at length at Eastbourne after a pretty crushing first round loss where she was actually at the start of what was going to be potentially three matches in one day after after the schedule got wiped out with rain. Um, as it turned out, she didn't have to do that. She was beaten by Lauren Davis. And when we initially started talking to her, she was very subdued, as you would expect, after having had a crushing first round loss. But then she sort of picked up a little bit. I, th I still think that the passion is there, but she looks. I think it's too. I think it's too soon for her, and it's a shame because it's probably her last big chance. You know, the draw was never going to be any easier for her than than this year. But but you seem to <laughs> you you you've got a hankering. Well, you never say never. No, there's no last <laughs> big chances for somebody who is yet to turn thirty, let alone thirty-five. Um, yeah. This is the. Tournament that she will win if she does win a yeah. major. I think we can agree on that. Absolutely. And she, saving two match points was huge. I agree. I don't know if this is the time for her, but I mean, she's got to have a little momentum after taking out Mikhail today in dramatic fashion. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I watched a bit of that match and I thought she was toast. Um, all the polls around me in the media center were like, oh, we have to book our flight home. But now they're now they're all happy. Um, now the other two names I got on my little list is our newly minted French Open champion, Yelena Ostapenko. Let's start with her. Well, she keeps winning at the majors. I mean, how can you not be impressed? Um, Georgie next, that's going to be a slugfest. Let's Oof. just, um, she'll toss the coin and go for winners, and who knows where it stops, nobody knows. Interestingly enough, actually, looking at her draw on your computer, I haven't even put Svitolina in, my, in our list. Am I wrong to have done that? Should we have her in that list? I think she would tell you you're wrong. And <laughs> I think would. her seed, four, would tell you you're wrong. Then again, I haven't given her much consideration either, admittedly. Yeah, I, I think she comes in, yeah, she didn't impress in her, you know, she got one match win, I think, before um, injury kind of kiboshed her, her run for the warm-up. Mm -hmm. She's looked okay, but I just, I, I just don't see it. I just don't, you know, if she gets Ostapenko, it's just going to be a, you know, I think Ostapenko will wipe the floor with her. And the other name I'm going to throw out here is Vika. Now, she has Heather Watson tomorrow. And Watson's been playing inspired tennis, but I just don't know that she's got that edge to beat Vika on a sort of improving run. But do you think 
she could do it here. Grass isn't her best surface, but she's by no means a stranger on grass. She's won titles in here on, on the surface before. I don't think Vika can go all the way. But then again, if she improves steadily round by round, she might be in a spot where the draw opens up in a way that she can take advantage of it. Um, she might not even beat Heather Watson. It could be Watson's magical time. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, well, and obviously at the foot of the draw um, for either Vika or Heather is Simona. Now, she still has thoughts about that final. She still has thoughts about being a set and a break up on her way to her first slam and then it just all slipping away. Again, grass, I would never have said, is a particularly good surface for her, but she's made the semi-finals here. I mean, she, she has had success on it. Do mm -hmm. you think this is going to be the slam that she's going to win and not the clay that everybody believed that she would? Wouldn't that be funny? I think it's possible. Again, we're talking about a, a seriously cracked open draw right here. <laughs> uh, Peng Shui next, uh, the winner of Watson Azarenka, possibly. After that, um, it's it's hers for the taking. It's really a question of how is she going to respond to what did happen to her Roland Garros? Is she going to take it up another level and really gun for that major? Yeah. Well, you know, she threw herself into into Eastbourne with a fair degree of gusto. So yeah. you know, I don't I don't see why she couldn't do it. It all depends on if she gets to that final, whether the demons in her mind. I mean, many people. The biggest criticism was you know on court coaching was what lost her that final because she'd almost come to rely on someone to come out there and kind of jolt her to it. I don't, I don't, personally, I don't think that that is the case. I just think that, I, I just think that the, the momentousness, the world number one plus a first slam got to her. Mm. And she, it was so close. Um, you know, she could touch it. So, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's leave the women for now. Let's have a look at the men. Um, now, the men haven't been anywhere near as predictable um, as as uh, as the women. Sorry, let's start slightly again. The men haven't been anywhere near as unpredictable yes. as the women. It's yes. been pretty. They have a reputation for that. Yeah, it's been actually pretty damn boring. I mean, I I remember yesterday, um, nobody was actually watching Rafa and Donald Young. <laughs> I mean, we went to dinner at that point because why bother watching? So really the question is, um, the ATP is shoving next gen down our throats and we kind of lost a generation. So we had Milos Raonic, um, Kei Nishikori, and who else did we have? We had Gregor in there. Yeah, yeah. Generation lost. Yeah. And I think that Maybe Grigor is, oh, no, excuse me. I think that the leader on grass at Wimbledon of Generation Lost is going to be Milos Raonic, and I think... Is that just because he made the final last year? Certainly. That was impressive. And where what he's been doing in a, in a sort of a logical, methodical progression over the last three years, getting late into majors like none of the other fellows have, and this is his surface to do it. You take a peek at his draw. You see Ramos Vinolas next. Ofner. Um, and Sasha's very after that, you see another window for him to make another yeah. run. And then there he is again, looking at Roger Federer in a quarterfinal. Yeah, and I suppose he's got the confidence to know that he's taken Federer out on, on his court. So, and that, I think confidence on this surface means a lot. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen how fit he looks. Uh, obviously, he's constantly beset with injuries. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose you've got to you've got to like his chances. But for, you know, if we set aside generation loss, boys, 
Mm-hmm. We have the new boys that are coming up. So we had Sasha Zverev winning his first Masters, but then, you know, clocking out of Roland Garros in the first round was 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 a pretty big shock, and I think probably a pretty big wake up call for him. Uh, we've had Dominic Team register like massive wins over Nadal and Djokovic, you know, very very established on clay, and then just never really sort of pushing on. You have to wonder whether his wins are going to come at like the Masters events where they're challenging enough. But you know, has he got it to to win a Slam? Um, Hachinov has like impressed a lot of people. Um, you know, you, you were mentioning Jared Donaldson. I don't know too much about him. So, mm. what do you reckon from the youngsters? Well, in this particular draw, I'm looking at Sasha Zverev with a with a nice little chance to break through. He's he's one heck of a player and. His development is kind of steadily coming along as well. That Rome tournament was very impressive. Yeah, he didn't follow it up, but he's got plenty of time to make a mark. And I see him doing it, have just as much of a chance to do it on grass as he does on clay. And he's got a nice uh, kind of a youngster, inexperienced Sebastian Ofner from Austria in his next match. So he's going to make the second week. And then from mm-hmm. there, you just never know. I, I like him the most out of those young names for this event team is going to win his majors and he's going to win it at Roland Garros and he, he's he been very impressive on this grass as well so I like him too. Gerald Donaldson you mentioned I think is very fortunate to be here. I, I, um, it's a nice story that he's in the third round but I think his his uh, race has been run and he's facing team next. Okay alright obviously we're we're into the third round and this is this is where I always think the business end is starting it's when the seeds are supposed to meet it meet, meet each other we 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 often do a where you know where the seeds were for to try and explain the whole thing about seeding and the whole point is that the seeds don't meet each other till the third round so we've got we've got our scattered seeds that um you'll see a link for later but you know what's been the biggest surprise this Wimbledon for you hmm. I think that Rabarakova's win over Pliskova was pretty big. Um, you know, a lot of people talked about her having momentum coming in and yeah. having won, I think, before the tournament. It was 13 out of 14 on grass, winning two challenger titles and another semifinal at tour level. Um, the fact that she was able to follow through, beat Pliskova on center court, um, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, okay. Um, and I mean, you know, Pliskov has done this like now what two years in a row. So last year she won Nottingham, maybe didn't quite do so well so well in you know in in the immediate lead up, but that was okay because she got some good matches on grass and then bombed out of Wimbledon early. This year she wins Eastbourne, having been the runner up last year, and then bombs out in the second round. You know, me thinks that Pliskov has got to get this peaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of right but then the thing is that you know this there's no reason why this surface isn't good for her. I asked um I remember chatting to um Lucy Saparova and saying what is it about you Czech girls that you love grass and what she said is you know we've got big serves and it's a good fast service generally so you know it suits their game um you know they normally play on clay and hard courts but for some reason their game their game just clicks on this surface but for Pliskova it just amazes me that she gets to the one place where you think that she would coast, and it just doesn't work for her. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some, maybe you know, a little more experience. And I was quite surprised to see Mladenovic go out as well. Again, she's no slouch on grass. Um, but like you said, Alison Risk on her day um, is a really good is a really good player and can just just get the job done. Yeah. Um, 
Back to Pliskova briefly, I think she has done well at the majors over the last three. I think she finally broke through and reached that U.S. Open final. Yep. And then she's been quarterfinals at least for the previous two majors. So this was a bit of a setback. I think we know she's going to do some damage, you know, for the next several years. And she'll probably do some on grass, but maybe it's not her best surface. Yep. I mean, I thought she was going to win it as early as the first set today. So <laughs> I don't really know what to say about that. But during your surprise talk on the men's side, we couldn't really find any. But but I do think that the fact that Janowitz and Pear are playing for a spot in the second week is surprising. And pleasantly. I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, I think uh, they're probably the most two unlikely people that you'd ever think to see in a second week. Um, but I mean, you know, it would be a story. Obviously, Ostapenko winning the French was a massive story. Um, but do you ever think we're going to get to see that on the men's side for a while? That somebody so out there, so even forgetting the next gen, could, 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 do, the, could do the deed? <sighs> At this Wimbledon, I think the odds are so slim. I mean, it's been 14 Wimbledons in a row, the big four have taken the title. Yeah. I don't know who could do it this year. I, I mentioned to you earlier that I thought if anybody would be around it, just because I think he's the best player on the surface with the, the, the weapons that could do it and the experience as well. But pff, somebody's going to you know gonna break through again. That's not Stan. He's no better thinks the reason. I don't know. We'll get into that, but some of these guys are going to start breaking through. It has yeah. to happen with all four of the big four over thirty. But I don't think it's going to happen for you this week. No, um, I don't know that it is going to be Federer's um, Federer's title to have. I, I'll tell you what, Djokovic is looking scarily confident again. He is. Um, you know, there's a. I was chat chatting to a Serbian journalist next next to me. Who was saying, you know, as soon as they announced that he was bringing Mario Ancic onto his team, everybody was really happy because for them they thought this was a perfect match. Somebody who is effectively his peer, mm. somebody somebody that he obviously has a lot of, lot of rapport with, and it's almost like he he wants to have that sort of I don't know grounding maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, I did ask them what their opinion was of Pepe Maz, but as this is a family show, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, I did. Can we talk about it later? Uh, we can certainly talk about okay. it over a beer, but yeah, as I said, this is a family show that could go out to young, sensitive ears, so let's let's leave Pepe and Maz and peace and love um, out of it. But I think uh, we're, we're getting to an intriguing business end, I think, of the Slams, I and mean, it'll be interesting, uh. to, you know, we'll, we'll do this again for Manic Monday. Um, and have a look at where we're at with, with the round four draws and, and just see what gets thrown yeah, up. I can't wait. Okay. This is so good. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, look, thank you for joining me. This has been uh, Chris Otto and Ross Satar. Um, you've been listening to Tournament in a Tea Break, and this has been a Britwatch Sports production.